sheriff's got all this money for some dam or something. We we got no living or income anymore. Let's go fucking steal that money. Not a bad idea. Let's. I have an idea. Let's. When they build the dam, we could sleep in it, or we could just take the money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So where's Harold? Oh, he slept in the barn, and there's a lady sleeping in the parlor. He was invited. Oh, you know he. They tell him the story. There she is. Now, don't wake her up. They're being considerate. They are tiptoeing out. <laughs> they look so cute. That's pretty good. The old oh, belt and now, of course, the dad doesn't care about the girl. Uh, I don't know what happened to the mom or anything, but, you know, he's grown man, and uh, he's been with women, but the other two have not. So they're going away, but they both will sneak back. Oh, to check out the lady? Yeah, and like give her breakfast and say, see, I'm a nice guy. But it's going to be Harold. Yes. Oh, look how he holds. I like that hat. Yeah. He's like um, uh, Backstreet Boy, uh, Bowery Boys. Kids. Bowery yeah, Boys. Dead End Kids. Uh, Come on, spit. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. Bloodbane. TV, get over here. There All right, syphilis. Satch and Mo, is that the name? Satch and somebody. Yeah, yeah. Of course, and the other guy. Yes, right. Uh, and look, he's hiding that he was breakfast. giving him her breakfast. I don't know why he would want to hide it. Oh, because they all probably have affection for each other. Yeah. And all they have affection for is there's a human who's of a different gender. That was back then. You didn't find a girl and find the right girl for you. You just right. found a girl. Now, look, he's got to pretend he's a girl, so he's putting on jewelry. Pretty clever. I learned this from John Candy. Look at him. Putting up his finger. Oh, thank you. Give a little pinky up. That's what girls do. Now he gets the benefit of having a breakfast with oatmeal and flapjacks. Thank you. Oh, man, that coffee must be terrible. Back in the day? Yeah, they didn't have K-Cups. No, there was you. no K-Cups. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the thing is, like, yesterday at Scotty's, uh, which would make sense on air because it is Sunday and we're airing live, right? Of course, wink, yes. wink. Wink, so wink. They, 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 the show was going to start at 9 o'clock, and at 7 o'clock, they put the coffee on that heater. And I was thinking to myself, that's going to be so burnt by 9 o'clock. What are you guys doing? But I didn't say anything. I like, I like bars that have coffee. You know, I, I don't drink, and I always get soft drinks, but, you know, that's kind of yes. bad. Yeah, because you don't, you don't worry or whatever. So, so one time I was at, this was years ago, at the, I was at the Improv, this was when, before I moved to Los Angeles. And I wanted to wake up, but I didn't want to. And so I go to the bartender. I'm like, do you have any Red Bull? Oh, Red Bull. And he's like, no, I have coffee. Do you want coffee? And I go, yeah, I do want coffee. Great idea. He was one of those bartenders where, like, once you order it, he knows you and knows what you're going to drink. So Uh it was cool. Yeah. Oh, I like, I even like the shitty coffee that he had for people, the drunks who need to drive home. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) So they're both coming, you know, they're both trying to hide that they're going for the girl. You know, oh, they're uh, blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> it's the only time he gets brotherly love. Look, they're both, yeah, that's right. And they think he's a brotherly girl. Oh, and then here comes the chick. Why are you bugging? They're like, hey! hey. Mary, Mary, there's two Marys. Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? <laughs> Wait a minute. Harold! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps out the window. Now they're running. Now, this is a pretty good gag. Like, where is he? Where is he? Where do you Camera's at an angle, right? <laughs> smart! Do you see how smart right. he is? He's as good a hickory as any. Look how hungry that goddamn horse is. Look uh, at you that. can see the ribs, yeah. Yeah. Now, he's got plenty of hay to eat, so I don't get it. Stripping do you, him? Do you ever, like, have a bad steak or hamburger and you say, oh, I can see the marks where the jockey hit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Wow, you if, did, I worked at Burger King in high school, and you know those char marks? Yeah, They're right. On the frozen patty already. Yeah, I know. They're, they're basted awful. on. It doesn't awful. matter. We eat it. You know, if you watch uh, or, uh, Murlock, Murlock, what was it? The fast now, did food. Did you see was, the bug? Did you see the bug? Yeah, it went right in him. Yeah. Why you bugging? The supersized meat. Two, hot chicken, the, the documentary sequel. He creates a chicken it. restaurant. Did you see the sequel where he creates a, yes. a chicken patty that's breaded and has grill marks on it? Look at this. Look, see the hat? Yeah. They think it's the dad. Again, these guys are idiots. They only live with their, their brother for like their entire lives. Right. Like, okay, dad. So Okay, Mary. Super, there, there'll be another gag. That's why I keep in it. Wait, Bear's dad? Hey! Oh. Let's come back to the um, Super Size Me story. Harold's caught. He goes yeah. through it. It wasn't Hitch. Look at how he just pops over shit like this. Yeah, I know. He's a hickory as much as anybody. I, oh, I mean, right in, the hole. in real life, yeah. Now watch. Watch this. He goes, here, Dad. Here's your jacket. Uh-huh. Here's <laughs> your beat him up. hat. Right, they're gonna beat him up. They're gonna beat up their dad, and who do you think will win a fight between father and son? Yeah, my his own brother. Motherfuckers! There is no question. Like, why did you beat me up? Right. Pow! Whack! Batman! Okay, now the two sons are beat, and Harold will take. Credit for that when Mary shows up as if he's a tough guy. But Mary doesn't really hate the brothers. They haven't really. No, he's just he's just trying to impress. Trying to impress. There comes Mary, right? So he goes, oh, uh, uh, all right. Listen, you fucks. You're gonna <laughs> get that again if you ever try this. Won't let you off so easy. Impressive. Okay, tell me about Super Size Me too. They all so Morgan Spurlock decides to create his own chicken fast food chicken restaurant because that's yeah. the new thing. So he talks to a bunch of food nerds, you know, the, the specialists, and they talk about how you can airbrush the grill marks on it, or you can deep fry it. And I think what he does is both. He fries it and then <laughs> paints the grill marks on it. And then when people come to his restaurant, he points it out. Yeah, he puts it on the signs. It was a great film. So she says, earning her board at the Hooper's house by helping with the 
dark the lady work. with the lady work. And this is the, uh, you know, his enemy, but he doesn't really care. If she's the, the, the daughter of medicine show guy, I would be like, can you make some boots for me? Well, I'll he wait. died. He died. But I mean, like, he knows how to make this stuff, right? Like, those guys would I be like... I don't know. It's not clear. There's never any real backstory. It's sort of like... The, the dad was doing it all, and she was part of it, doing dancing. Now that he's gone, Flash was like, listen, this is our income. Let's keep going. And she reluctantly agreed. Reluctantly. Okay, so now the brothers are going to try. Yeah. Oh, it's so ugly. <laughs> They definitely look lived in, for sure. Oh, go to the back door. Yeah, he goes, yeah, that'll teach you. He really he was running around to get to the back, but he's pretending that he chased him. Now, I'm going to listen to the chase music. If you leave it on for a second, you'll see that the score is thought up, thought, well thought out, and goes along with the movie. It has a more dramatic thing than the piano tinkering away. There's Hooper Dad saying, come on, let's fucking go. All right. Bye, Mary. They're oh. so... I don't know if the word is jealous, but they just can't believe that she likes that little wimp. But as you and I know, he's not a... Oh, he's I mean, a pretty savvy guy. Strong, but yeah, he definitely deserves to be... Now they're gonna... As soon as she's gone. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, they're right behind. He's trying to save his own butt. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, anyway. Hi, darling. I guess back then you could do that. Like, you could hold a conversation while someone else is in the <laughs> carriage. Bye again. She doesn't look annoyed by that. She doesn't even look perplexed that he's doing it. What's exciting about this shot is that a lot of times you see old movies, they're just backdrops. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they have yeah. a screen, and they have, but this is, like, actually shot, shot with the camera moving. The brothers behind Look what dropped. Right, it's not. Now, there was a painting when we saw the goat and it changed. I don't know why. Okay, so she's lost her stuff and he's got it, okay? And they've lost him. That. Uh oh. That's. If only there was like carriage wheel track marks. Now, look, he's pretending he's with the girl so that they won't beat his ass. Right, and that's what I see as an audience. Yeah, I see that. Look at that. <laughs> He's so clever! Some gag man wrote that and he just read it. Now, there yeah. was a director shuffle on this film, and it was really, really bad. This director was pretty much, this whole movie was pretty much directed by the director that gave us the famous All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh. Really good guy. From, from last year, the German film? God, no, that guy's so back in that movie. Yeah, no, the original. There were four films of All Quiet on the Western Front, and the 2022 was our latest. Um, this guy's name was Lewis Milestone, and he was a big deal. He was just sort of nobody. He joined the Army Signal Corps in 1917, and he was he made educational short films for U.S. troops. Well, he took that skill and went to Hollywood. He was under the wing of this director, William Setzer. And that's it. He had a career. He started off as a, a, um, 
a cutter, then he became an editor, then an assistant director and screenwriter, and then a director. Oh. He directed for Howard Hughes. Now, Hooper, Hoop's gonna be embarrassed because it's like you're going to the you're going to the damn thing with me, and he goes, "Well, no, I'm I'm going with your arch enemy." He goes, "Well, if you're not going with me, you're not going with anybody." Damn it! Look at this. Boom! Harold right in the ear. Right in the fucking ear. Yep. That would lead later to him being so humiliated committed suicide. No, he'll go after him. Look. Uh, oh, come on. Watching. That's come on. I already yeah. got pulled. Set up. Once. Saw how flowing it was. Yeah. You know what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah, pull me twice. Uh, what? <laughs> it's that the, was it's the second director. Now look, they're walking off. A lot of cursing out of me. Well, there's a lot of cursing in the original. Even though, so. Now, they're not holding hands or anything, even so though they really like each other. Hey, fuck you, fucking neighbors. <laughs> you don't hear well, us. Now, why is everybody walking away? Because the money for the dam got stolen. Oh, so there's no dam tonight. Damn. Damn. Where did we get? What was the line in uh, Vegas Vacation? What or no? Damn, yeah. Where's the damn bathroom? Uh, I'll answer. I take my damn photos. <laughs> this is this damn electricity is pouring through seventeen thousand damn volts. Ask me any damn question you want. Where's the damn bathroom? <laughs> Daddy Hooper, of course, is like, someone broke into your house, stole the money from the box, and you don't know shit about it? It's like yeah. basically saying, I think you stole it. But don't they realize, like, there was two other strangers besides Mary? No. Because, well, I mean, there are strangers in town, and the medicine course, show burned yeah. down, but they're not putting two and two together. The so, medicine show burned down. Well, but what you're talking about, Mike, they're about to think. You see, he sees the medicine show. They're the only strangers. Yeah. So he's like, I think I know who did it, and I'm going to go get him. But then Hooper's like, wait a minute. You're not going anywhere. So he can't leave. He's the sheriff, isn't he? Yeah. But he's he been accused of a crime here, and there is no, like, Due process of law necessarily, like you can't hold me without charging me with perjury. He's just being accused verbally. Whoa, you So he says, All right, kids, goes to his two sons. Give him the guns. Give him all the guns. Goes, you go get those fellas from the medicine show and bring them back here. So his strong Strapping deputized sons are assigned to the task, but they won't accomplish it. Guess who will? The kid brother? Son, you might get hurt. This is a man's job. Fucking shit, Dad. Oh, come on. I didn't put on my bow tie to say not nothing. Uh, or no, you're right to say not. It's for not? 1800. I didn't put this bow tie on for not. <laughs> As one says. 
<laughs> yeah, as one says in 1830. Now, they're off to find him and stuff that's depressing. And here's Mary. Why aren't you going with your brothers? She doesn't want to say because I'm not respected. Now, they don't give us a placard for how he explains it. So I guess you can see from his behavior. Oh, there oh, we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's not that many placards in this movie. They, the story moves along quickly. Yeah. Why uh, do we call them placards? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. Because goes, that even... No, that's right. Placards. It's, oh, all right. I don't know. Placard? Captain Picard? Now, you just flew on a plane a bunch of times recently. Do you remember them saying, pay attention to lighted signs and placards? You're saying it right. Okay. What, what Lighted signs, yes. Don't smoke. It's, I immediately put out my cigarette when that comes up. I think they're lit signs and placards, but I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Now, look at him talking her up. Uh, look at her talking him up. Really believe in me? Oh yeah! Look oh wow! Hey, that was right on the lips. And Dude, this is 1827. Hayes' office is gonna kick your ass. Yeah, right. There wasn't really a is this is this pre code Hollywood? Yes. So Poop is like you're letting them get away. He's the he's letting her get away. She's part of the medicine show. Okay, now he's gonna get kicked onto the rowboat and gonna shift positions but i didn't even notice until the internet told me it was a continuity error bonk i was gonna Whoa. say how did they get him on the boat now look the... do you see him shift positions watch see it's yeah. hardly hardly right he got hit in the head and he fell right into a boat god yeah. bless that thing and he will drift it's... right to the place where they've got the money come on come on well you sure like the the ramsey didn't didn't he, like, they find the, I was going to make a Moses joke. Uh, the, the basket goes down the Nile. He just but. happens to go to the Pharaoh's house. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true, too. God, you're right. I does not know how to write monkey? stories. Yes, I remember this monkey. That is going to let him know this, this I luck by good fortune. It's called the Black Ghost, this ship, but there won't be any ghosts. You know, yeah. it's just sort of an abandoned ship, and we saw it in the beginning. I mentioned it. Right, he the goes, Black hey, Ghost look, ship. Look, and he throws it down there, and what should it be? It's that letter that they all signed. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is, I didn't call it out when they did it. These are all the people who, uh, who contributed to the damn money. And he goes, wait a minute, the damn money. It's on the damn boat. Okay, now, he will lose his rowboat, which you will think means trouble later. But somehow it's not trouble later. Oh, he gets, well, he's going to... It's like he's stranded now or something. But that never pays off. This is like a new act, right? We're going to just have uh, yes, shenanigans right. on the boat. Well, we're basically heading into Act 3. Uh, I would say we're in Act 3. I would say we're in Act 3. Now, because the money's been stolen, and it's the final battle, the ticking right. clock, the final Jesus. race, you know, it's the... Right. 
So he's super stranded. Now, the internet wants to tell me this is a continuity error because it's all sunny, and the second later, he'll be in a shadow, implying that the sun has changed position. But I didn't even notice. That is like I've watched this movie a hundred times. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't what? think anyone knows either. Now, it, now he's in the shadow of the yeah, but wall. It's a, a close-up. Yeah, you know. I know. Who cares? It was Who all cares? sunny on the deck. So have you? So Harold Lloyd's one of his famous films is Safety Last, where he's dangling yes. from the clock hands. Yes, exactly. That's one of the reasons why they say he was like daring, was a, a stunt, you know. But that that said, the stunt he did was dangerous, but it wasn't what was on screen. They actually did some Hollywood magic and had a clock not too far off the ground, but shot it so it looked like he was way out there. Um. Okay. So Lloyd hanging from the hands of a high clock above the street, dangerous but risk exaggerated by camera angle. Yes. But you're saying it was the other way around. It didn't look as dangerous as it really was. No, I'm saying that it looked like he was dangling off this clock tower. But however, oh. when they shot it in the studio or whatever in the lot, it was a stage. Like it was, it they used camera angle to cover up the fact that he wasn't that far off the ground. It was still a dangerous stunt, but it was, it was not still dangerous. But they made it. Yeah, safety last, nineteen twenty-three. Considered one of his most enduring images in yeah. cinema. Lloyd performed lesser stunts by himself. Now you know Keaton did all those stunts, seriously dangerous things, and it was seriously stupid too. But he was young, he right? Was making a movie, and I think the language of movies is that if you have a little girl, you kick the little girl, and it looks funny. You know, it hurts everybody. You know what I mean? Like the girl goes yes. boink, boink, boink. And you can move on. Like, all this stuff. Now, so, basically, he... Okay, whenever there's a pot of money laying around and you've got two bad guys, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be one guy trying to take it all or something. That's what's going on. So they don't know that Harold Lloyd is there. So we're going to see a bunch of gags in which he's hiding... Okay, now, it's unrealistic, but this is a movie. They were only lit by a candle. It's fallen out, and now it's fucking dark as night. It's not, it's not catching on fire like the last scene? Now, the show. Right, it is not. Now, he sees Harold Lloyd and, like, kind of... No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Excuse me. Excuse me. He has now basically killed Sandoni and put him... Okay. Who should come in but the monkey who will out him? Uh, right. I feel backwards. He, like, fucked up Flash and shoved him down there. I think he's dead, but he might just be knocked out. We won't really interact with him again. We're going to have is it? Him What is it, Lassie? What is it? Timmy fell down the well? He goes, look, you fuck, right here, you dummy. Look. As if a monkey's got a human brain. Hey. Listen, the you get that a money back. He's the he smartest guy in the boat. They're on a boat, and the monkey is revealing Harold Lloyd. It makes all perfect sense. <laughs> now we're going to get a – now look, it's bright daylight. Yeah, no, that we're I agree with. a super, super long sequence in which they're going back and forth. Do you think this is sped up? No. The no. old silent movie. I don't – now – Sandoni will get the best of Harold Lloyd very often, but Harold Lloyd will get the best of Sandoni just as many times. Yeah. 
since you don't know it's a long sequence, it's a fun shape. It's a fun shape. Oh, this is like, it's, it reminds me of Jackie Chan. I mean, it's just what I want to watch. Chaos and guy beyond, doing beyond, stunts beyond. Yup. That's what you're going to get. Where is he? Where is he? Could he be in the closet? Hey, hey, he's in here. Fucking monkey. Now, the monkey's going to get his shoes. And the gag here, I don't think it's a believable premise, but the gag is the Sandoni will hear the shoes thinking it's Harold. Oh, Harold. Yeah, thinking it's Harold Pickard. Clump, 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 clump. Oh, he's going up the stairs. Clump, oh, wait, clump. is the music doing clumping noises? He's so trained, man. This monkey is so cooperative. He does everything he's supposed to in the film. Right. Look how he's hanging on. There's a lot of animals. He's watched a dog do his thing. He watched how his monkey. Be? Yeah, I know. We saw a goose chase the tail of a pig. How we saw a pig wear a hat and walk down the hill. Well, that you can put a hat on. Yeah, him. oh, what? One take? That's not a one take shot. Look, so he thinks he's hearing, he's, oh, he's on the roof. Bonk, 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 bonk. Hey! Uh, How trained is this monkey? I know, I haven't seen a trained monkey since monkey prisoners by Harvey Keitel. Oh, that was good. Jordan Birch. Gotcha! Huh? Oh, damn it, it's just my monkey wearing Harold's shoes. Damn, I can't believe I fell for that again. Look at that! Oh, I'm a fucking monkey. Yeah. <laughs> After all that. Okay, now. Got the money. And there'll be a continuity error. Like, he collects all the money, but then it spills out. Ah, it's not easy. They have a story to tell. I'm okay with that. So, once again, Harold has been bested because now he's got the money. If he finds what looks like a rifle, he's going to best. Hello, Sheriff. He goes, huh? Oh, it's a pipe. You keep him covered, Sheriff. I'll get the money. Why would he say Sheriff instead of da not Dad? But okay. Well, they're on the job. I guess, yes. Yeah, you gotta keep your personal shit off the shit. What an idiot. Bonk. <laughs> well, I'm such an idiot! Can't believe I fell for that for so long. Uh, perfect. Huh? Oh. So this director was one of the first. He made up. You know how like um, a camera will be on the dolly on track. Yeah. He made it up. It's they a milestone. It's a milestone move. Like his name. His name is Lewis Milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. So you were saying the director got taken off this film? Yeah, there was some sort of problem. Um, okay, production originally began with the director, Lewis Milestone, but due to contract difficulties with Warner Brothers, he had to resign. Due to contract problems with another studio, Lewis left the production after having filmed the majority of the film in an uncredited capacity. He was replaced with Ted Wilde, Wilde had to leave the film due to illness. He later died of a stroke. This guy died wow. at 40 years old. So Harold replaced him with 
two gag men as directors. It really didn't go. J.A. Howe and Lex Neal. But Lloyd wound up directing most much of the film itself, as he did with most of his films. He never took credit for directing, only producing. So they had a great director for most of it. And when they were in trouble, they were just like, fuck it. Let's just finish this movie. Finish the film. Bonk! Ow. Bonk! Why is he not? Why is he not in pain? You'll find out. Bonk! It bent. The, whoops! Oh! oh damn it! Jeez, what a crazy film. Now, luckily for Harold, Andoni cannot swim. Okay. <laughs> Are they by the dam? No, there is no dam. They collected money for the damn dam. But isn't there like a dam? Lake no. nearby? Well, no. Their party was the, the, the sort of christening or beginning, like, like the treasurer's going to come, get the money, and now it'll be funded. That was what that event was. I got you. The money got stolen. Now, look how good Harold is. Like, he, he does he help. Knows right. Not so great, Cindy. He's a hickory. Sandoni will best him. He will best Sandoni. Sandoni will best him. He will best Sandoni. But in the end, gotcha, Mario. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Throwing barrels. You got to bring up the Donkey Kong. Because I can't swim. I can't swim. Those are my shoes. Gotcha. You got him. Harold Hickory is really, really. A contender here. Yeah. yeah. He is just as good as his brothers, and he he's just not as strong as them, not as old as them. But he'll he'll fight. I mean, look at that. Cow. Yeah, this is good fighting. Every time writers... you think Sandoz Ooh, right in the neck. Every time he bests them, you think he's out of it. He bests them back. Back into the water. <laughs> And then I can't swim, I can't swim. Right, but Harold yes. can swim. He's going to take advantage of that right now and try to murder Sardastic. He's going to try to murder Sardastic. Sandoni. Sardonic? Sandoni. Sardonic. Lloyd made nearly 200 comedy films, both silent and talkies, yeah. 14 and 47. His bespeckled glass character was a resourceful, ambitious go-getter who matched the zeitgeist of the 1920s era in the United States. Usually his films are in metropolises. This was one of the rural. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you should check out. His silent movies are good. You know, didn't we, uh, Precious Hurt, I wish I had my tape setter. He made a movie called College uh, where he was like. Uh, well, that's a, that's a, College is a Buster Keaton. Oh, okay. I'm thinking Buster Keaton. Okay, he is about to do the greatest thing to to really incapacitate. He's hog tying. Hog tying. Well, that's just the beginning. He's really gonna fucking incapacitate him, and he's gonna fuck him up all the way back to the dad. Okay, I'm, I can't wait to see this. Did drag his body. Now here comes the son to report. The fuck, I know, Dad. I don't know. Oh. Nope, we couldn't. We went clear beyond the county. We can't find a trace of him. 
Now Hoops will actually say it. Jim Hickory, I believe you stole that money. I agree. Big fight. He's saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> I think Mary. Goodness, Mary, you've got big tits. I'm just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> your headliner. Now it's time to bring up your headliner. Okay, now. The internet thinks it's another continuity error. I don't agree. No, the money was there. The money, it's all put away, and then there's some left on the table. Now, we can't to the right. Now, the internet's probably right, but it's not that big of a deal of continuity error. Here's my least favorite gag in the film. Your least favorite gag? Yeah, he can't read. Is that funny that he can't read? It's funny that Harold Lloyd's oblivious to it. Yeah. As many of life's dangers. Okay, so now all the money's put away. And when he runs away, there'll be more. Oops. Ah, <laughs> oh, the money's gone. The table. Out through the porthole. Is that a big deal? What did the. No. Oh. Shit. You're right. No. And also, like, whatever those dollars are, they really represent people's money back then. Okay, watch. This is how he completely incapacitates him in Bethany. Oh, I just wanted one lifesaver, not the whole roll. Yeah. Now the money is in the lifesaver. Oh. Intentionally? Did we watch him do that? Well, the money was in his hands, and oh, I don't I think see. it was intentional, but that is what ended up happening. But look, he's tying him up so that all the life preservers stay the same, and this guy is stuck. Oh, one more. Nice what voice. is that? This is like itchy and scratchy. Like you just can't leave him alone. You got to put him on a crane and drag him out. <laughs> this guy didn't commit suicide after dealing with all this shit. No, he was the right contender to commit suicide, but it was who. Now look what we got here. The waterboarder. Yeah. Well, no, but it's gonna ride like a boat. Oh, that's crazy. He lost his rowboat. Yeah. became a problem because he did this. You know, it wasn't like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So now he's going to broom his way home. <laughs> People pay, hey, guys would pay good money to get, uh, to do this. Dirty. Now, it doesn't look fun. Put, look, he put the broom on his face. I know, it doesn't look fun. Awful as an actor. Well, as an actor, you're, that must be terrible. <laughs> he smacked him. Yeah. So the money's in there, it's going to be dry? The money's in his, in the bad guy, in Sandoni's hand. Star. Star. Don't fix me up. Sandoni. Sardoni. Sardoni. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. they're like, everyone now believes what Sheriff says. And it's like, you know, turning in the badge. Yeah. It's, it's unclear, but I think they're going to fucking lynch him without any story. And look how he's not objecting. He's a hickory. Now, look what. Yeah, look at him. I can't, I can't believe this poor fucking actor. Right. It's a real actor there. That's not a dummy. No. But maybe you know, it is here. Well, right here, yeah, it has to be. 
I mean, there must be some kind of trickery. If I mean, you know, if this was now, it would be CGI, and there would be bird shit landing on his face while it turns around or something like that. Yep. Now, you see how Mary is tied up also. One of the medicine. Sure. She planned this. She's seen there with the other two. Now, here he comes. Here he comes, our big hero. Now, look, we're losing some life preservers as he goes along. Look at that. This when is you were, all practical now. When you were younger, did you ever try to smoke pot to a, a lifesaver roll? No. Look. You, you, Poop threw it at his head. Come on, save the day. Da, 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 da. Yeah, what there a goes man Sheriff Jeff, Jim, Jim Hickory is, right? He's just taking it. He's going to get killed. Yeah. Bonk! Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't know if that was a real tree branch. It is a movie. Yeah, no, I know. It is a movie, but this guy is getting fucked up. Whoa! Who should it be? I've got the fuck out of me! And, and he's a freak. There it is! Whoa, Whoa! That's my son! Don't lynch my no, dad. No, he's no, innocent. Uber. No, dad gets the money. Here you are, father. And look, the my. brothers love him too. Yeah, they they're like, that kid's brother of ours. All you yeah, had to do yeah, was save yeah. me from a lynching to get my love. <laughs> That's it. This oh, was released best. January 22, 1927, distributed nice. by Paramount Pictures. It was a box office success. It has a horrible tag. Oh, there goes Hooper, who's chained. Yeah. Now there look, goes Mary. Walking away. I don't get that, but. Mary. Oh, Harold. Now, why? If she's looking for Harold, she knew where he was the whole time. We need a couple more minutes to get this thing going. Now, look, they want to kiss each other and hug each other, but they just can't. It's 19, you know, it's Yeah. All right. Now we're going to period. This is that act three, like you think there's one last battle, but it's more of an epilogue kind of battle because he doesn't. In oh, modern yeah. movies, it's supposed to be you think you won, but now you didn't. Well, this time, it's sort of like you think you won and you did, so you're going to extra win. I don't right. know. Right. Oh, yeah. Pick a fight. My only criticism. Now, here comes all the dust, so we can't see what's happening. And when and the then, dust clears, he's the victor. And then do we see the end? Kind of. Oh, yeah. Look, he's going off in the sunset with his with Mary. Right. Uh, there he is. Oh. Now he's going to touch show her. Up. Touch her. Put your arm around her. Look, nope. Yeah, see? She doesn't. He did turn. it. Oh. Oh. Penis. finish wrong. It's called that's Pinos. it. No credits. Hey, well, that was the kid brother. Uh, Carl What'd you think of Kid Brother with Harold Lloyd? Loved it. Great film. <laughs> Terrific. I it's strange when we do great films. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's not I'm usual. Up. It's no, it is not usual. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! So I'm looking at at uh, YouTube. There was a movie from '87 called The Kid Brother. It was from like way without uh, bottom limbs on a hitchhiking skateboard. Anyway, so enough about that. We had just watched the 1927 The Kid Brother. Now in the public domain. Think? 
I loved it. Every yeah. second of it. Really funny. Uh, it's great. It was a great movie. It was very hard to riff off of a funny movie. I just You know, you it. would think like this public domain would take us back to crappy movies, like that horrible movie we saw that Charlie Chaplin loved. The, um, oh, God. Yeah. Like, what was that no. guy's name? Yeah. With, with Harold Lloyd's around and Buster Keaton's around and that um, uh, Henry, uh, um, that other one we saw, he was pretending to be a baby. It was a really great artist back then. What was that film? He remember he walked uh, with mommy dearest, right? Um, tramp, tramp, tramp. There are some great films in the twenties. Funny stuff. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, really lucky. So it was kind of cool. It was kind of a nice break from watching crappy movies that fail. Oh, right. God, speaking of crappy movies that fail, Carl, <laughs> it's time to talk about next week's film. I'm really excited about this. We're doing the old switcheroo. As you know, Carl, how many times have you watched this movie reversed? Uh, this was four, but in honesty, the third time I watched this film, I really was skipping through, trying right. to find these continuity things and trying to find stuff I missed. So I would say I saw it two times, and then right now with you, and a little extra. Okay, well, sounds good. Well, next week's movie, we're doing the old switcheroo. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to watch this movie a bunch of times. Thank you, And write down notes. Thank you. I'll tell you the reason. I watched a documentary on Tubi from a couple years ago from the actual director of this film. Wait, Tubi or not Tubi? Tubi. That's my question. No, no, the answer is Tubi. Uh, And, well... The movie, or next week, we're going to watch from 1974, Ghosts in the Noonday Sun. This uh-huh. is a Peter Sellers, Spike Milligan pirate movie directed by Peter Medek. And I learned about this movie by going to Tubi and watching a documentary about this movie that came out a couple years ago from the actual director. This is one of the few times where a disastrous bad movie documentary, about a documentary <laughs> about a bad movie, is actually directed by the director of the bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. So we're basically going to be watching. I'm going to. We'll be watching Ghost in the Noonday Sun from 1974. I found the trailer. Um, Bertha Dockhouse has it. So okay, do you want to watch it? Okay, let me go there. Hold on. No, no. Actually, I take that back. That's for. Uh, there's no trailer for Ghost. There's trailers for the documentary, The Ghost of Peter Sellers. Which Let's not, not watch it. Let's nah, watch the real watch. movie. We'll watch the real movie next week. It is a pirate movie starring Peter Sellers. It is notorious. It was never theatrically released. It was on video in the 90s. That's how. Well, and now, of course, I'm not going to watch this film on purpose. I'm not even watching it. I will be the audience. Fair enough. Sounds great, Carl. That's what I did for my that kid brother. I will watch the documentary. I, again, I'll watch the movie. I'll get some more research, and we'll we'll watch this film. It's uh, <laughs> oh, it is ripe. And speaking of ripe, they keep listening. We are uh, in knee deep in public domain movies that came out, as well as the Razzie nominations are going to be announced shortly, and we will be doing a special Razzie episode where we go through all the nominations for worst picture, worst director, and. We're gonna we'll watch every single film and we'll talk about it and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll give our votes like Razzie. We're gonna Man. spend money streaming this bullshit. I Go am with a Redbox. Academy member now. Raz Academy member. Yeah, are you a Raz Academy member? Me too. So as Raz Academy members, voting. we're voting. We're gonna watch every single stupid. We're paying money to see every awful movie 
and we'll let you know. So that's coming in the next couple weeks. But next week, it's Peter Sellers, Spike Milligan, The Ghost of the Noonday Sun, 1974. Ugly Sundays is coming up next on Mutiny Radio. So don't touch your dial. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Channel. And that's it. Carl, anything you want to promote before we get out of here? No. Go to carlsucks.com. Great, carlsucks.com. We are out of here. See you guys later. We love you all. Thanks for everything. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. You know, we are streaming right now on Mutiny Radio, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. to uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast and a YouTube uh, thing as well called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, where we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what movie are we watching this week? Today we will watch Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Everybody Ooh. knows Dominion. It's D-O-M-I-N-I-O-N, D-O-M-I-N-I-O-N, Dominion. Prequel, one word, to The Exorcist 2005. And the channel we like is AIMAN. A is that M artificial intelligence man? AIMAN. Okay, Aven. Uh, so go ahead. Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist, AIMAN. Go find it, hit the link, hit pause, move it to 000. And we're going to have a celebrity comedian countdown right now. Carl, you are the most popular comedian I know. Uh, so I will give you the honors. We want to make sure the audience is all set, has the movie all ready to go. Uh, make sure you have the sound down and listen to us. Oh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, Carl is doing this in real time. And FYI, we are following what's on the screen here uh, as we watch. Correctamundo. Hey, Carl, take it away. Let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba. Alright, really excited. I'm also watching this behind me, but that doesn't matter. Oh, let's take a piss this time outside. Let's, a piss is not a piss. So let's take it outside. Damn. Hey, Carl, turn off the volume. Please. Yeah. I, I beg of you. Yes. I mean, I love Morgan Street. Farted by a fucking creek. <laughs> Morgan, shut the fuck up. Morgan. Morgan oh, Creek. 
Yeah, that's right. And yeah. they really messed up this film, man. Really messed it up. This is actually the tale of two movies. Yeah, I'm really excited. This full length movie from the 21st century is on YouTube. But absolutely, there's a very storied mystery, Carl. Yeah. Which I, I'm very excited. As producer, you have watched this movie several times in preparation. Yes. Now, what we are seeing right now. It's actually Gangs of New York, a Scorsese film. It's their set, Gangs of New York. But what we're seeing now is the inciting incident that gave our hero, our priest, all of his guilt. It made him even reject the church. So he's not the Pope's uh, exorcist. He's a different exorcist. He's the exorcist. He is the exorcist, and in this prequel... He is the character, let's see here, uh, Max von Sydow was in the original Exorcist, and his character's name was Lancaster Marin. And that's who we're seeing right now, Priest Father Marin. Uh, okay. And these are Nazis. It's Holland, and the guy the is... The year, 1944. There was some sort of crime, and... He wants to know who is guilty, and he's just going to start randomly shooting ten people until he finds so- until someone confesses. Okay, but Jeez. yeah. So Father Marin does what he is supposed to do as a priest. He goes, "Oh no, please don't, do not do it." So then SS guy is a complete. Wait, ass. wait, wait, wait. That's how he talks in Holland. I know. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> so. SS guy is a total jerk and says, you pick the ten people. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so this will be the guilt. Yeah, they're ripping off Schindler's list. Wait. What's the guilt? Whoa, no, whoa. Wait. Oh, this is pretty harried. Watch where you point that. That's a Lugar. Oh, right. Oh, snow is sideways. Yeah, it's crazy snow. And there are issues with, the internet points out that there are issues with their uniforms, okay? It, it, it's like he's wearing a private's uniform or something like that. Let me see here. The Waffen SS officer at the beginning of the movie has no rank or SS rune collar tabs in his tunic. He's wearing a private's green stripes with a private shoulder strap. Mm, I think I know the reason why. Today's oh. Friday, Carl. Oh, yuck! Yeah. Ruined my casual day joke. Gross. Right. Could have given me a heads up. Head in the face. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you these guys. Give me a heads up, not a heads off. Carl, I just want to watch The Exorcist. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> is the genesis of his conflict. And the Satan character will try to absolve him of it. And win him over in that way. Okay, so now we're going to kill a kid. So he's like, wait, okay, okay, I'll pick people. Okay, okay, you win, I'll pick people. Don't kill a kid. Yeah. You recognize this guy's face, right? Isn't he a a Schlossgard? Yeah, I can't even say his name. S-T-E-L-L-A-N. Stellan. Stellan. All right. S-K-A-R-S-G-A-R-D. Guard. Guard. I've seen him. I've seen him in everything. 
Well, you just... certainly know him from the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thor. And the other big thing was Goodwill Hunting. He was the um, not so smart professor in Goodwill Hunting. I never had a chance to see it. I was too busy watching Thor. You never saw Goodwill Hunting? No, and you know what? I don't think I've seen all of the original Exorcist. Exorcist, uh-huh. the world's greatest, scariest movie. I don't think I've seen like <laughs> I've seen the SNL bit. I've seen the uh, with Richard Pryor. That was really funny. And I've seen it on TV where all these curses are not curses, you know, and uh, it's edited. And then I've seen like it un- unedited and it's scary. I don't know why I would watch it, but you know that and Jaws I haven't seen. Okay, and... fast forward. It's the future now, and thank God, is we done? The war yeah, over. The war is over. And what this um, Father Marin's been doing is he's been going from place to place doing like archaeological digs. Cool. And meanwhile, he's listed as a missing person, and he never went back and reported to the Vatican. He's persona non grata. No, no, uh, they didn't excommunicate him. He is persona not known what, missing, persona missing? I don't know, is that a thing? Yeah, right. It's Latin for person, and then English for missing. (laughs) He's persona non missing, persona yes missing. Okay, now from from what, yeah. Okay, we're meeting Major Granville, okay? He's gonna be our British army guy in this African nation, and we're also meeting uh, Father Francis, who's going to be the, like, really good-hearted priest. Until the devil fucks him up? He will always be the good-hearted priest. The devil will never get, well, he'll get to him, but he'll never begin to corrupt him. There's a nurse, uh, a doctor, there's a lady doctor, and she will get corrupted a little bit and and he will attempt to corrupt uh, Father Marin and it's going to look like it's going to be successful but no he's okay all he's doing now is he's describing they found this church it's like well they don't know what it is this this site and it's probably a church because they're guessing and it's from like the 5th century so I guess that's 600s and he's reporting to the British major about it but he's like this is an official business. What's this Roman Catholic dude doing here? Uh, exorcist, thank you. Well, for number one, he's a fan of yours. Six archaeological digs since the war. Yeah, I love these accents. You know I love the British accents in movies. Right, especially when they're British. Yeah. yeah. What is he doing? What's this punk-ass bitch doing here? Well... For one thing, he's quite an admirer of yours. Quite an admirer. Oh, I've collected all your uh, work for you, dear. Pause for two seconds. I am a psychologist. At one point, can you tell me what the story is about this movie? Yeah, it's like I said, it's the tale of two movies. Um, Yeah, okay, I'll just go into it. Uh, They started development on this movie in 1992. Ooh, your bar mitzvah. Oh, is it? So we're talking about eight years until it was released into theaters. Eight full years. 
Uh, in 97, this guy, James Robinson, was developing it. Um, he got the writer who did Terminator 2, Judgment Day, um, the co-writer, to, to pen a script. And by 1999, they hired a director, a guy named Tom McLaughlin. Now, by 2001, McLaughlin, I mean, they were all set to shoot in Africa, and they were ready to go, but he, he quit because he had problems with the script. And he was just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Because it's, it's not a, it's not like the, the Exorcist 1 was all about shock value, right? Um, yeah, and it was a good it, spin around. Yeah. He's saying curse words in a earlier time in our culture in which it was like, oh my goodness! It was, right? it was a little girl possessed by the devil who was spouting out these horrendous profanities. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. For fun, yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, he is our Lord and Savior. Oops, sorry. Spoiler. Oops. 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 Ah! So, um... <laughs> The director quits and says, fuck it, I'm out of here. So they get another director um, named John Frankenheimer, and oh, they yeah. sign Liam Nielsen to play Father Matthew. Good choice. And yeah. Frank, uh, John Frankenheimer, it must have been later in his life, career, because uh, he had a really long uh, history. 2001 was the year in which he was. Oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. got to tell you, this movie might suck and everything, but it is star-powered. And it's got a director who is, I'll talk about him, he's got his chops. It was written by a quality guy. Uh, the actors in it are serious. I know this guy's the poor man's Liam Nielsen. But I'm saying, this <laughs> movie wasn't a bad movie because they weren't Hollywood. They were so Hollywood. They just blew it. Right. Okay, so this uh, John Frankenheimer was like, <coughs> I'm sick. I'm quitting too. And they were like, you're not sick. This is bullshit. And then he died. So yeah, he right. was sick. Okay. So that screwed everything <laughs> up. And they finally in 2002 got their shit together again. And they hired a director named Paul Schrader. Now, Paul yes. Schrader, this guy right. is the shit. Oh, you hey, if him? you have a chance. Yeah, I mean, like the last couple of films he's done, there was a period that he was making crap films. And then that period ended. And the last three or four films he's done are sublime. So, yeah, keep going, please. Okay. Well, first we're meeting Rachel right now. Rachel is a, is a doctor. And um, she and Father Marin are going to form a relationship. Okay? And we're just meeting her, and we're learning that she's a good-hearted person who's trying her best to help. Um, Wherever and, she is. Right. Okay, so let me tell you about this director he was um, he was a writer. He started as a writer, and he would either write or co-write with Martin Scorsese. He wrote or co-wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Last Temptation of Christ, and Bringing Out the Dead. Yeah, great movies. Then he'd move on to direct Blue Collar, Hardcore, American Gigolo, Cat yep. People, um, I don't focus. know. Like Sleeper, Affliction, First Reform. Yep. He's got a long list here. But first, first Reform is an amazing movie. So they got the right guy. But the thing is, they told him to film this movie with this script. So he did what he was told. He filmed this movie with this script. And I'll get to why that wasn't good in a minute. 
Okay, we're about to see our first our archae first glimpse of the archaeological dig, and it's just a dome. You see these artifacts that they found, including look. This breaks Father uh, Francis's heart a little, baby. Yeah, I know. It really hurts yeah. him. Okay, so now Paul Schrader's on, and they've got all these stars, and they start shooting in November of 2002 in Morocco, and they spend six weeks filming there, and that's what we're seeing right here. He spends two months in Rome filming, and Sweet. filming wrapped up in February of 2003, and they had a script, and they went to the editing room, they did it, they did a preview and showed it to the executives, and the executives fucking hated it. Now, Schrader is this because... Yeah. Schrader claims that the, they had buyer's remorse. This is the script they wanted. This is the script I shot. What do you want from me? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, also, I think what they want is what the same issue with any kind of franchise, quote-unquote, is that they kind of want, for the sake of the franchise, they want it to look a certain way. And yes. that way, like, you know, so... Ghostbusters, they made a sequel. It was funny. But no, 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 that's not the way. It has to be this way. Like we're just going to ignore mm -hmm. it, answer the call, and just do Afterlife and whatever next. So, now, so, before I continue telling you yeah. the story of this, I want you to say that what Father um, Marin is realizing this moment is these stones are like fucking fresh and brand new. And what that implies, I mean, they're from the six, the, you know, the six hundreds. So what that implies is that they built the church and they immediately buried it. Oh, it oh. didn't get buried by the sands of time and you know erosion. They did this on purpose, and that's really huh. weird. No wonder they didn't answer my calls. <laughs> they they were, were buried in Tanzania. <laughs> Okay, so they hate the cut. It's a hundred. It's hundred and thirty minutes. It's two hours and ten minutes, and they said it doesn't have any scares in it. It doesn't have any gore in it. And and um, uh, Schrader is saying, yeah, that's right. The script you gave me didn't have any scares and it didn't have any gore. <laughs> I like how you're just having the director say, "You gave me a job and a script, and I did it." That's right. Yeah. Look, this droid, you see R2-D2? Oh, yeah. This is all, You know, he's been acting out, doing different roles. Well, they didn't have Ranching any out. tolerance for some technology droid. They said, this will make a good instrument. Okay. Yeah. Right now, we're meeting um, a guy named... Okay. This guy is named... Amiqui. Basically, he represents the converted African who's become a Christian, and he's really being helpful. Now, uh, Father Francis is here because he's going to teach a school, uh, and so that's what's going on here. It's like, I will accommodate you in my hotel. I will support you in any way I want, and we're going to have a school and here's his two children to show what a good place this is going to be for a school. We don't have to build yep. a fresh one. We got one we already. Got, we have a table right here. Kids are already waiting. Chalkboard. Uh -oh. Church. And he, he's super proud of his kids. 
Oh no, this guy's freaking is, out. Is he possessed, Carl? Well, they think it's sunstroke. But it's the devil. Well, we'll never know that. They will just treat him for sunstroke. Little did they know he was twerking. Look at that church, right? That's insane. They they built that and they buried it. Yeah, right away. There must be some backstory there. Yeah, the producer said, "This is not what we want. We wanted more gore. Bury that. <laughs> That's right. Build another one." So they gave him two chances to re-edit the film, and he did. He re-edited it. He made it shorter. He cut things quick so they're a little more scary, and it it just didn't work. They still were like, "Your film sucks." So they hired this guy to recut the film without Schrader involved, and Schrader was pissed. Yeah. Um, so the studio met. All right, I'll come back to it in a second. What we're meeting right now is Chuma, okay? And Chuma is basically a cripple, and the 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 African the tribal men have shunned him. Right? They think it's something like some sort of evil or something. So Father Marin's trying to like communicate with this guy and bring him along, and Chuma's skittish and scared. And he will later become the plot, this guy. Okay. Okay. So this is a two hour movie. Like, when does the plot start? When well, we've essentially begin? started it. We've discovered a church which, for no reason, got buried. Buried. And we've met our main characters. That's what's going on. Now, okay. the Rachel comes to treat him for heat stroke. And what. Father Marin sees is that she has one of those numeric tattoos from the Holocaust on her arm. So she's obviously got some backstory here. And when he looks at it, she like gets snippy with him and stuff. But what we're learning is they both have backstories. And this will make them two peas in a pod. This will help them get together. I'm it's just gonna put heavy. it up. On... Yeah, sure. Go ahead and play it when you get. When 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 this when the uh, tattoo is seen, and I don't think it's authentic. It doesn't look like a. Um, it doesn't. I've seen those. There we go. Wow. There it is. See the number. Wow. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. You got something to say, big boy? <laughs> you know. Uh, I think I'll leave the tent now. Yeah, wow. This is a heady movie for a, for a franchise sequel. It's like in the yeah. X-Men where Magneto is happened to be a survivor of the Holocaust. And we'll show you what happens. Right. All right. Now, it's just another thing where Chuma is uh, making himself scarce, even though he wants to communicate. So now we're going to have the first time that Father Marin... No, we're not. No, we're not. Excuse me. Okay, so... The studio said, look, we can't save this film. So they started meeting with other filmmakers, and they wanted to direct new scenes and make the film scarier, okay? There was okay. additional photography was planned. It grew bigger and bigger. And this weird guy was chosen to do some rewrites. His name is Carr, Francis Carr. Let me just go there. Caleb Carr, Caleb Carr. And he is an American military historian and author. So when you look at his IMDb credits, 
Okay, this is Marin's first encounter with evil. Oh no, CGI monsters. Holy cow, you're animatronic. But you must <laughs> save the day. Right. <clears throat> Not if you were the seagull overhead. He'd probably shot you by now. That's right. Luckily, Are there the seagulls sea out there? No, yeah. it's not the beach. It is the <laughs> desert. Okay. So they were going to... Okay, some of this got reshot, and as we see the film, I'm going to make guesses as to what is the reshot stuff, and I think you'll agree with my guess. But yeah, so this... Oh, so this version is the version, the final cut of this particular prequel, and so it's a combination of Schrader and the studios Yes, but there also might be another film involved. You see, at this point, the film, the the uh, Morgan Creek said, you know what? Fuck it. Forget it. Just forget it. This isn't working out. Let's make a new film. <laughs> Craziest story. So they made another prequel, a different, That's different right. prequel. It's called Exorcist the Beginning. It was released in 2004, and it's basically this script revamped. I did not watch it because I only have so many hours in a day. Right. There was a guy named Rennie Rennie Harlan. He was now the director, and he shot a film in 2003 in Rome, and he concluded it in 12 weeks. Um, Oh. And then the film was released. Okay, so... Here we have Chi-Chi again, and now he's not hiding in the hills. He came down, I guess, to try to find Father Harlan or something, okay? So Harlan brings him, of course, to Rachel, who needs medical care. So is Rachel going to – yeah, okay. The point of it is, is Chi-Chi is trying to – I don't know, get better, make contact, accept treatment, even though the townspeople hate him. He was he risked getting, you know, ostracized and beaten or I'm not sure what the word is, but he has yeah, but Chi Chi has a gun. Chi Chi like saves them from like CGI monsters. The guy has some No no that was Chuma. Chuma is African American. He is one of the tribesmen who who was hired to help the English, and he's the one who fired off weapons to the sky. Okay. And so who the Chi- fuck is this guy? Chi-Chi is the cripple. You can think of him that oh. way. Okay. All right. Let me write this down then. Okay. Exorcist the Beginning, a 2004 American supernatural horror film directed by Ren- Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. We've so- seen one of his movies, Carl. Yeah, what did we see? I should have caught that. Not on this show, but as a Razzie nomination from last year, uh-huh. he directed that Pierre Bronson, Nick Cannon, espionage oh. uh, thriller. Okay. Yeah. So okay. We, we, What's yeah. going on right now is more on her side than on his side. She's telling her backstory of the tragedy that happened. Somehow she already knows of the tragedy of Father Marin. I don't know how she knows it. But she's getting excited as she is finally finding someone who maybe could relate to her private anguish and misery that she keeps hidden with her big smile and helping people, you know. So she's getting, but 
he is closed soul. He's not easy to share things with others because he's gotten burned. And even though he's not a priest this second, he's still officially a priest and he does keep celibate. So she knows there's some barriers here. And she's not even sure she wants a relationship. She's just seeing for the first time. Here is the only potential partner I've ever met. Oh, wow. Must have uh, been a great exorcist tea. beginning was retooled from Paul Schrader's already completed Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, which Morgan Creek Productions executives feared would be unsuccessful. The film was released in the United States in 2004 by Warner Brothers Pictures. Reviews for The Exorcist beginning were negative. It did make $78.1 million worldwide. But... Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how that can be considered a failure because they spent $9 million on it. So I, I don't get how that's a failure. But Morgan Creek thought of it as a failure. So in 2004 was the first time they floated this trial balloon... Maybe we will release a Dominion prequel to Exorcist. Okay. So they re they they produced and had a final version yes. of this movie we're watching. However, yes. they're like, shit, fuck this movie. We're going to make right. another one. Right. And they make another one with a different director, Rennie Harlan. That gets theatrical release. Even yes. though the press has been reporting this, everybody knows it's now, I that suspect these are the reshoots that were added on. Because it's kind it's of Schrader-esque. It's his dream. Well, it might be Schrader-esque, but I'm telling you, it's detached from the main plot. This was right. probably shot in Rome. You know, yeah. we're not in a desert. Look at this. Good point. Look at this character here. See how the... Oh, yeah. Right? They're trying to make, like, you thought she was facing the other way. They're trying to freak us out here. Look at this guy. Yeah, what's up with this guy? Monkey yeah. guy. So I think they're oh. trying to beef up the film with the, 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 the fear that they thought was missing. The Exorcist, man, that movie, like, made such a mark, right? Everyone loves that movie. I haven't really seen it. I haven't read the paperback novel. I haven't really connected. I know that the second movie, the sequel, I should say, yeah. is considered the second worst movie of all time, according oh. to the Golden Turkey Awards. Harry and Michael Mevitt's book from 1979, they said Plan 9 from Outer Space is the worst movie, and 1978's <laughs> oh, bad. Exorcist bad. 2, The Heretic, is the second worst movie. Then so, that and then, seems like a candidate for your show. And I think there's some deal with, like, Author of the book wrote the Oracle and uh, it had a different name or something. It had a really shoddy history, but it's not like other than the original, which they re released. They re released the original in the 90s. And if right. you ever watch Scary Movie 2, they do a really long extended Exorcist riff. I with, did uh, see that. So it was James Wood play, and then Andy Richter, their priest, and they go to a house and uh, shenanigans happen with the possessed girl, and they, you know, I think part of the reason why that was included in a film that was just basically topical references was because The Exorcist was re-released at that time. Uh-huh. Okay. So that, the movie Exorcist is a moneymaker. It's a classic. 
it's a real classic, and it's something that Warner has and will exploit to the end of time. And unfortunately, this is what happened, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is the fifth movie in the whole series. They're obviously just trying to milk something here. The guy's name was William Peter Blady. And in 73, okay. it's not exactly in front of me. I hope I'm not saying the wrong thing. In 73, he wrote the book. They made it into a movie. Uh, where is it? It's not in front of me, so I won't make a mistake. But that's the guy who wrote it. Okay, now, they've done their due diligence and all the dirt is removed. And it's time to go inside. And this is... Look, this Paul Schrader is good. He's, I mean, this is directed well. It's just not an exorcist film, perhaps. You know, one, one thing I will say is that he's a religious person. First Reform is about a priest who has second thoughts, and a lot of his films are about people just soul-searching and just, you know, facing hardships like that. So there is religious themes in his movies. So, you know, he's kind of grounded in it, even if it's kind of ridiculous. The internet agrees with you and says Schrader's work frequently depicts alienated men struggling through existential crises, a premise known as God's Lonely Man. Yeah, okay, sure. So I mean, what, what is Taxi here. Driver? Yeah. They're in the church here, and they're realizing, I don't think this is a church. Where are the pews? Mm -hmm. This doesn't look like uh, a place where a priest would stand. And nobody's looking up to the sky. They're all looking down. See, they've all got oh. their spears and everything facing downward. So they're not pointing up towards heaven. Am I getting this right? Well, I mean, you wouldn't point a spear towards heaven, but you're right. They're not. A church is supposed to be all about, you know, it's got the high cathedral ceilings and all the pews are there for people to worship. The uh, place where the priest is is essentially a Stage, and everything is drawing your eyes upward to have the experience of God. But this seems like that everybody is positioned to keep something down. Right. There's no rec center. There's no uh, gift yeah. shop. There's no coffee hour. Uh, no, co no Starbucks. Theater. No Starbucks. No movie now what, theater. You see the snake? Yeah. Finally, it's an exclusive. Yeah, and dream, that's dream it, not excluded. Well, I'm going to count the dream. That was scary. Oof, what a but dream. But the thing is that you see how Father Francis backed up? It was obviously in the original shooting. So I don't think it was added later. No. But Something's it is out of place. It's completely out of place. Now, Father Francis has spilled his water. And what they're hearing is the water making drips. It isn't just it's going down to some lower area. That just proves your theory, Carl. It's, uh, it's, it's underneath. the movie. It's the movie. Oh. It's not me. It's... Oh, I well, saw okay. this. Because there was so much time between when you told me about this film and when we're seeing it, I actually saw it. This is my fifth time. Get out. That's so many times. <laughs> You know, he's a really good director, Carl. I feel bad. Like, sometimes I drag you through the mud. Like, I'll be like, check out this great director. Watch the movie that never got released. Yeah, that's right. You've often yeah. done that. Which I think of Full Body Massage. 
So full body mind. Nicholas Rogue, one of the great directors, and I made you watch his worst film. Not that day. Okay, they opened up this sarcophagus. They opened up what looked like a tomb, but it wasn't a tomb. And Peachy in his bed, far away oh, no. from this area, was uh-huh. like, "What the fuck? Holy shit!" He freaks out. <laughs> My CD Rachel's collection. Like, What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, you don't go down any further than the apartment. <laughs> Not it. Well, if you're cast, if, if the script says you have to. Okay, so that's what they've done. They've now gone down into what should I say, labyrinth, a sort of dugout pit area, where Rotunda? it's it's like Jeez. yeah. But at first they think this must be pagan, and the Christians were saying. No paganism, but but Chuma is there to say, look, I grew up here. These are not our symbols. And stop calling it pagan, you racist. <laughs> Wait, what? You're racist or you're racist? <laughs> well, I said racist. He doesn't say that in the film, and he doesn't object when they say, you know, stupid pagan. Now, look, this is clearly, yeah. Batman. That's got to be Batman. Batman. In the Batcave. Or it's Satan. And Chuma says, we would never saw Batman franchise here. We don't even have TV. Yeah. I know this is a Warner Brothers film, but we don't have to put Batman in the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in September of 2004, Morgan Creek began discussions with Schrader on the possibility of of giving the film a limited theatrical run if he redoes it. Now, look, Schrader went to the to the film, to the preview. Wait a second. I'm so sorry. I told you that the budget was $9 million. At this point, they had spent $90 million on Exorcist to begin and then only made $7 million. Whoa. Whoa. 9B. 9-0, yeah. So Schrader goes and sees it and says – he tells this uh, – Got a reporter from the Independent who's like, this is such a piece of crap. I bet you there's a chance I can get mine resurrected. Sure enough. Oh. Yep. Now, they only gave him $35,000 to recut it and get it ready for the theater, which was not fair. So he couldn't do the color coding with professional people. Him and the editor had to just make guesses. He couldn't do a good soundtrack to it. They kind of shot themselves in the foot. Check this out, Mike. These crazy hyenas attacked the cattle, but the cattle fought back and killed them all. Then the cattle ate the hyenas, and there's some sort of poison on the hyenas that's killing all the cattle. Oh, boy. Too soon, Carl. So the local tribesmen come down and go, what the fuck, dude? Clearly there's some evil in that church. You got to stop digging now. Right. So Father Marin's like, we did stop digging. He's like, well, then you got to rebury it because look what's going on. Ew. That's the right. worst fruit roll-up I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, that one is, is sangry. Blood flavor. Oh, sangry. Now, for, it's now extreme sangry. Buy. It's got me. But you don't, don't get me sangry. You, you won't like me. But I angry. Okay, so now Father Marin is showing off to Rachel. Like, look how great this is. He's an artist. And 
has all sorts of questions. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, like why does it why does it look like a descent of hell? And what? he's saying, no. well, this is God's holy war of the angels of Satan versus um, the angels of God. You know, this is in the Bible, and let me turn it up one second. The war of heaven. God's angels fighting Satan and his legion. Cast into the underworld. It's the now, I did wow. read the Bible cover to cover when I was 15, but I yes. don't think I did a very good job of it because I went because I don't remember hardly you, anything. Yeah, you but, keep telling me you read the Bible. I get it. <laughs> but this I'm is not... in. Uh, what else did I have to do? There was no internet. So, right. Oh, hey. This is all covered in the Bible God's holy war when Satan rebelled and wanted to stop the worship. You know, we don't have to kick your ass all the time. He's got a legion of angels to follow him. Got, look at them chopping off the head. Chopping of, off the head. The halo oh, remains. I yeah, didn't know that. That's right. Hello. Halo. So anyway. Halo. <laughs> and this is how Satan gets cast down into the underworld. This is um, St. Matthew is the... I don't understand the whole backstory of it in terms of Christianity, but it's appropriately themed. Um, and it tells more about the, the church because this is a place and we're depicting God's holy war and it's buried and we're keeping down this evil that's below. So it all goes together. I guess I'm lost. I'm confused. Why? How is this dull movie so confusing? Uh, it's just what's confusing. They found they, basically they, what is turning out to be a way to suppress Satan, and they're opening it up, sort of like releasing Satan, even though they don't understand it. Oh, this is interesting because as a prequel, both characters show up in The Exorcist. Right, Max yeah. von Sydow and the devil. So none of them are yeah. going to be hurt in the prequel. Like the devil is going to make it out okay. The devil is cast out of a particular human being. Okay. Uh, the devil was never in any threat. Destroyed. They just wanted him out of the succession. Oh, so this is like my first exorcism, right? I mean, like we get we get to see his first exorcism. That way, well, when you watch the other movies, you go, oh, that makes so much more sense. Well, I don't think so, because even in the Bible, uh, the, the soul of Satan was in this man, and Jesus took it and threw it into these pigs, and then the whole herd hmm. of pigs went into the water it's a, it's a, and drowned themselves. It's a creepy story. Um, okay, so Father Francis says to Father Marin, look, it's all sorts of artifacts here. There's jewels. This is going to get looted. Father Marin's like, don't be so sh uh, naive. The museums are full of looted stuff. And he goes, Father Francis says, insists, no, we need the military to come here and protect this dig. So Father Marin is like, fine. That's what you want. Fine. And that's what they do. Because they know it's an evil church on no, not because they know it's an evil church. Because you have an archaeological dig, that's worth a lot of money. And if there's encrusted jewels and diamonds and 
rubies and stuff. That's another thing for money. So they want the military to guard it. But the thing is, Mike, guard it from who? The tribal men? They're not going to steal. They, they don't want it. They want them no. to close down. See these two soldiers here who are yeah. guarding it? The uh -huh. one who's the underclassman to the other respect the stripes boy kind of guy, he's saying, we could go in here and nick us some jewels, we could. We could. They can't. All right. They can't arrest us for taking a look, eh? A little tomb raiding, huh? Yeah, now that one of the tribesmen sees they're going inside the church. Right. I like okay, that. So, Didn't like that. So Schrader was given the opportunity with another editor to re-edit the film, but he but he was in handcuffs, you know? And twenty minutes of the, he couldn't do anything with the soundtrack, so he had to use um Okay, this is a disgusting scene, and okay. I'm not going to look at it when it comes out. This doctor has come from Nairobi, and what he's going to do is break Peachy's leg and reset it. That's what he's here for. Ugh. Now, this is some dis birth that's not natural. Something's going wrong with this birth. Oh, and gross. This tribal woman is freaked out by it. Something evil is afoot. Yeah. That's not his foot. Right. Now, did you see how we saw the bone? Isn't that horrible? Now, here are the soldiers, and they see all the gems, and they're like, let's just pry a few of them loose for ourselves. Yeah, nick a one. Yeah. Um, the first 20 minutes of the film were scored by the American metal band Dog Fashion Disco. The mm. unusual choice stemming from Schrader's son's affection for the group. So Schrader's kid said, Dad, Dad, check these guys out. Dog disco something disco. Yeah. Ew. Oh, American metal to... band Dog Fashion Disco. Dog, Dog Fashion, fashion disco. disco. In March 2005, after a private Whoa. screening in New York. Yeah, look at the baby. Oh, no, I, I can't like look. Oh, it's a maggot, you faggot. What, Carl? Sorry, it just rhymes, and I'm. It rhymes. I got you. I was but born you, in 1966. Yeah. Forgive me, woke world. I'm sorry. Okay, Look, let's move I'm on. I'm gonna die, and you guys will reign. So don't worry about me. Fine, you didn't say the word again. Let's move on. Okay, fine. Don't be such a. Not gonna say it. Okay, now something's gone on. And Major Granville is here to check it out with Sergeant Major Harris. And what Ooh. they see is disgusting. Wow. We didn't get to see it, though. We didn't get to see it. Wait a all minute. we're going to hear is the report of what happened from the tribesmen who saw it. So, so the devil killed him? Beheaded the other guy? The devil? What the tribesmen report is these two were stealing jewels, and then they became crazy, and they mm. started to fight each other. The one killed the other with a beheading, and then killed himself. By hanging upside down and stabbing his wrist. Yeah, see, Major Granville is not going to believe that, and he is going to say that the tribesmen did this. 
But Father Marin and Father Francis are going to say, look, this is all Christian imagery, like John the Baptist being beheaded, like <laughs> um, saints, um, I, I, I forget, maybe we'll listen later, being hung upside down. It's Christian imagery. But Granville, he will not accept that. He just can't believe it. What else would the they hired a priest and he's like, yeah, I think it's religious. It's like, okay, thanks, priest. Glad we have you on the team. Anything not religious? No. Now, okay. Check this out. This is like, this is meant to freak you out. What's going on here? Like, what are you talking about? What's going on here? Nothing's going on here. Uh huh. Let's just say a couple of things. We hardly had any rest. I'll show you the dig at the church with us. Who's in charge? The military? Major Granville? Not you? <laughs> not me! <laughs> no, not me. Oh, this is a fucked up place. Really well shot. You take care of yourself. Lancaster. All right. Don't take call care me. Of yourself. I'll call you. Yeah. So the thing is, we don't find out why he's so freaked out and everything. It's just meant to continue to let us know that something's afoot here and nothing is right. Something's really wrong. Okay. March 2005, after a private screening in New York, the film was titled Paul Schrader's Exorcist, the original prequel. They titled the film... Paul Schrader's Exorcist. No, but they don't like Paul Schrader. They said, we're going to make our own movie. Yeah, but now that, they're like, oh, that, hey, look who we got all along. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, other working titles at that time included Exorcist 4 and Dark Angel. And by April, the film was officially titled Dominion and was released. Now, it got a limited release in only, um, you know, just a few theaters. They had spent ninety. Okay, they had spent ninety million. No, no, no. Wait. Yeah, I guess it was ninety million, and the film only made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It seems like a DVD. Yeah. Like if you purchase uh, Exorcist the beginning, you get Paul Schrader's Exorcist the beginning as well. Yeah. Well, you do. There, the, the DVD release is that way. You're right. Um, oh, yeah. Me. All right. Uh, film was released in DVD at 2005, blah, blah, blah. It included audio commentary by the director, Paul Schrader. Wouldn't oh. that be great to hear? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. Let's get him on the podcast. October 10, 2006, the film was released to the home video with The Exorcist, the Exorcist, The Virgin, You've Never Seen, Exorcist 2, The Heretic, Exorcist 3, and Exorcist, beginning box set titled Exorcist, The Complete Anthology. So they just said, let's just dump this thing. Well, you know, that's the thing. Like When they, the version you've never seen before, that was the version they re-released. So they yeah. were just printing money out of this. So why yeah. Not put, yeah. If we shot it, let's release it. Yeah, okay, they, so now they're saying Granville, like they, one killed the other and then killed himself. He's like, fuck that. Listen to him. Such upset. I'll arrest him, Chuma. Yeah, and the, you as well, do you understand? Oh, it's 
absurd. The idea's absurd. Ridiculous. It's this guy. I'm supposed to accept this was some sort of acrobatic ritual murder and suicide. Not only absurd, it's an insult. Those men were with me. Please, please, I don't need opinions, Merritt. I don't like, need opinions, Merritt. If he was beheaded, I'd be like, sure. But also, he was upside down. He got the knives in him. That's right. yielding the lily. Why would they do it? Why would the, the tribunal come? Why would they hang him upside down and yeah. put his head on the altar? It doesn't really make sense. Trader was given no money for publicity or music production. Uh, Thirty-five grand is what he got. Gorgon Creek chose to release the release date of May twentieth, the weekend Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Oh, hey. Tolkien was not managed well. The only thing they did well was say, "Let's release a full DVD and make some bucks." I think that's kind of classy. I mean, they had both of them. I'm sure the fans want to see them because it, it was the one thing that it was this story was reported IRL. I mean, while it was unfolding, it was people were aware of it. And you know, horror fans are the greatest fans, they love the properties, they love the movies. They'll be willing, you know, they, every horror fan's watched some ridiculous movie, sequel after sequel, yeah. So they're willing to do it for something classy as The Exorcist. So, yeah, I mean, it's just. At that point, you want to watch both. Now, I feel like now, I'm going to have to watch the other one. Yeah, uh, the 2004 one, right. Exorcist yeah. The beginning. The beginning. Uh, I, I just don't have that many hours in a day. Okay, so Father Marin has come to see Rachel, but really it's about checking on Chi-Chi. How's he doing? He's been operated on. And she's like, how's he doing? Great. Yeah. You would not believe it. It should take weeks for him to heal off after this operation. He's healing right now in record time. It's incredible. Wait, that operation we watched with the bone grows? Yeah. What's happening here, we'll later learn, is that Satan is perfection. He is the angel that is perfection. At least he thinks so. So much so that he wanted to challenge God and say, look, I don't want to worship you. I'll just, you know, let me yeah. be my own dude. Uh, give me some. It, it, it got know, awkward in the office. Your... What? It got awkward in the office. You're like, hey, yeah. all right, Satan, take it down a notch. He's your boss. Yeah. I know yeah. you're handsome, dude, but so Satan was like, just like Lex Luthor's like, hey, come on, give me Australia, right? Right. So he was like, give me. So God said, out, you know, Rouse, and then he started a big war. So since Satan is perfection, what he's trying to do, and this wasn't in Exorcist 1, which he never saw, he's trying to make Chi-Chi's body perfect. That's So he's healing Chi-Chi so that he can come into him and possess him and be perfected. Linda Black, she was became a sensation after. She, Linda she Blair. made movies. Linda Blair, yeah. Linda, I'm thinking of Karen Black and Linda Blair, I guess. Okay. Well, I'm not Karen. You don't care about it. So they, she did a movie called Repossessed. Did you ever see that? A Exorcist no. parody starring uh, Linda Blair and... Oh, did um, a parody? Okay, yeah. like, let me just tell you that I saw The Exorcist and I thought it was an absolutely stupid film. 
and really? I don't understand why everyone loves it. And that's it. I walked away from the franchise. I never saw. Do you like Exorcist movies? Like, do you mm-hmm. watch those that couple, the Conjuring couple? What remember this? No. Like uh, a married couple that uh, has made three movies, and they're like, "Oh, who's being possessed today? Oh, honey, it's our neighbors. Well, we should visit them." No, I I never. Okay, now what happens here is like a replay of the SS dudes. Okay. Oh so, no. Yeah. So Father Marin has many, many, many issues with what's going on here. Hey, later, as a member of the audience, me too. I've already accepted it. Well, late. Well, he wants to know who fucking did this, and he wants to fucking know it now. And he's pulling out guns. And he's yeah. like, if you guys don't fear me, I will give you a reason to fear me. Oh, boy. You tell him who did it. Now, you see Chi-Chi waking up. Yeah. Now, it's unclear to me if he doesn't like this or he does like this because he's getting possessed. I'm not sure. Now... Later, we're going to, I mean, look, Major Granville just doesn't have the personality in which he's going to act like some SS guy. So something is going on with evil. Look what he just did. Knocked him out. Now, now he's at it. Now he's like, you don't believe me. You don't fear me. So I'm going to fucking show you right this second. I'm not kidding around. He takes a little girl. Movie. This movie. Oh, there you go. He yes. punches you for that. Marin couldn't handle. Okay, you just called him a priest, and that's kind of true, but not really. He's not practicing. You know what I mean? He's Ugh. still celibate. He still prays. He's still all about God, but he's he's mad and conflicted, and he's got guilt over what him not taking action against the SS guys. But so why is he there then? I don't get it. He's there for, I don't know. He he. After the war, he just started being part of archaeological digs. I don't know why. There isn't a I real. I thought he was like a pastor. like a religious consultant or something. Like that was what he said he was. No, he was there as an archaeologist, and gotcha. Father Francis came to this, like sort of on a mission. A mission. He's a missionary. He came to this town to start a school. Now Father Francis gets our gets his dream sequence. Oh, good! I'm glad. Is it going to be in Rome? We we don't. I guess I shouldn't have said that because there, there'll be more later. He he. I'm sorry. He gets interrupted right now. I just opened it. Okay. Now. Francis, Father Francis, is now having a serious inner conflict because he is the one who said, go get Major Granville, bring the troops here to protect the temple. And that led to his own troops committing a crime and this murders of them happening and a little girl getting shot. So he's taking all the responsibility. Let's see if I can Uh, I guess I can't. The, um, for some reason, the screen is 
Oh no, I pressed stop. Here we go. Okay, there you go. I missed it. I missed it. But damn it, I did it again. It's fine. I can tell oh. you where I am. No. Why are you anywhere, Mike? You're supposed to be watching it on screen. I am. I'm watching it on the screen, and behind me is another version of it. Why? I have both at the same time. Why? I've, and I've been drinking coffee and trying to eat chocolate and Cheetos. What am I doing? Okay, well, that part, I don't have a question why. You're allowed to eat chocolate and drink coffee. But if we're watching this movie together, let's watch it together. Okay, never mind. I'm watching it right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Yeah, hey, girl got shot again. Terrific. Saw it. Thanks. Okay, so Thanks, William Wisher Jr. authored this. No, Caleb Carr came along and helped later. But William Wisher Jr. either wrote or co-wrote the Terminator in 84, The Abyss, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Die Hard with the Vengeance, Judge Dredd, Eraser, The 13th Warrior, Exorcist, The Beginning, Live Free wow. or Die, IT, which is Steven Spielberg. It, okay. They got I a serious a. writer and a serious director to make this not good film. See, they got the, the guy who wrote a third sequel to Die Hard to write a sequel. <laughs> Well, what I'm trying to say by that is he's a Hollywood player who has proven sure. himself time and time again. You can't, listen, you can't go wrong with Paul Schrader. Even he has a period, I guess this is one of his films, where he had a quote-unquote creative lull. And he, but even those movies are great. I mean, I, I enjoy this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we're getting the, for the first time ever, Father Francis is like, Dude, what about your immortal soul? Look, you walked away from God, but faith proves that you can, you know, just ask to come back. He will let you in. He will. And then Father Marin's like, you don't know my soul. You know, and he sort of storms off. And... Let's put on a little. Out of love. And if you find now that you're lost, you must have faith that his love will guide you back. Oh, faith is a girl's name. Aaron is trying to be like, mind your business, but it's touching him. I love when the priests are like, I'm here's the collar. <laughs> we miss the scene where he puts his gun and collar on the on the boss on the sergeant's desk. I quit. Uh -huh. Right, I quit. Right, he takes off his collar, his badge. Puts his guns. His badge. Um, his guns. <laughs> I'm out of here. Now, this guy's a good actor. He really is. Um, okay, so let me just tell you, he was in um, Goodwill Hunting, King Arthur, The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Right. He was oh, in wow, Angels that's and Demons, movie. Pirates of the Caribbean, both of them. You know, like two of them. He was in Thor. Um, he was in eight. You know, a bunch of... Okay, now... They didn't expect anyone to be in school because of the murder, right? And then he's like so happy and thank your families. But now he's learning the fucked up news that that the tribesmen believe that Jesus Christ killed this girl. And if they don't come to school, Jesus Christ will kill them too. Well, that's not the Christ I know. That's not the Christ I know. So now a tribesman will come in. And say, and start doing a mass murder. 
Oh, right. Oh, geez. Isn't that great? Look at his eyes. Because Jesus Christ fucked him up. Well, that's right. He's there. No, well, he is there to stop the evil of Jesus Christ, what the argument will be. But Mary here is yelling. Oh, I don't like kids running around in there. Well, he's running away. Some horror, you know, horror movies stop killing kids after a while. Yes, and we're not there yet. Now, one of the kids that this guy kills is the son of the converted um, uh, tribesman, who's a Christian now. Uh And he will say to Marin, like, is this what God does to his people or whatever? Uh And Marin's going to say yes. Listen to it. It's really creepy. What did he say? He said that you had to kill them to stop the Christian evil from spreading. Listen to this. This father? Is this how the Almighty treats those who have kept faith with him? Isn't that creepy? Uh, You notice how, like, it cut from different, like, different 180 shots? Oh, uh, that was creepy. How it uh, cut from, like, well, 180? You, yeah, 180, like, the, the both actors, because you have these great views behind them. Yeah, the thing is, there's this 180-degree rule in film. You're not supposed to do that, but it can be broken very often when you're trying to do it for a drama reason. Not right, and also a COVID reason. The last things I've seen from the last yeah. three years, they do it all the time. They might have a stand-in so you can see a shoulder in the corner, you know, but it's usually like, hey, so nice to be in this romantic place. I agree. (laughs) It looks like a TikTok video. So now, something miraculous is happening. Not only is Chi-Chi's leg recovering, but his messed up hand, which nobody touched, is starting to get normal. Thank devil. Thank yeah. Oh, thank you, Lucifer. <laughs> you know. Why can so they should have called this prequel, uh, "Oh God, You Devil," Book Zero. <laughs> they should have called this like uh, pre Torah, right? Like uh, the older testament, the oldest testament. That'll be my you know, Bible prequel. This guy, Chi-Chi, right? In real life, he's a Filipino, and he is a um, he's a musician. He's a famous Filipino, I, I, I want to say rock star, but I don't think that's appropriate. Um, okay, let's see here. His name is Billy Crawford, and um, he's a... Actor, singer, musician, he's famous in the Philippines, but also around the world. He's got singles called uh, Trackin', When You Think About Me, You Didn't Expect That, and among others. Filipino, Filipina Girl is a big hit of his. He hosts talent shows like Hanoi Dream Academy, Filipino's Got Talent, Your Face Sounds Familiar, Kiddo boy band, 
superstar. I don't know. It's, the list goes on and on. But the reason he got cast in this film um, is Billy Crawford was called for an audition when casting staff saw a cover of his album Ride where he was portrayed in demonic fashion, wearing a hood and with eyes that resemble the demon. They were like, who's going to be Chi-Chi? Who's going to be Chi-Chi? <laughs> hey, boss! Look at hey, this! Boss. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. How many more obscure musicians get a free ride in this movie, right? <laughs> you have the soundtrack by the director's son's favorite son's band. Favorite band. You know, yeah. they said like, "Hey, go find uh, some imagery for demonic stuff." Well, we bought this album, dude. You just saved me a lot of legwork. Just get that guy. Done. <laughs> okay, now, Father Francis. Now, this guy's a good actor, and he is really showing that right now. Um. Let's see here. Father Francis. His name's Graham Gabriel Mann. Gabriel Gabriel Mann. He was in Josie and the Pussycats. He was Great in movie. Buffalo Soldiers. He was in The Born Identity. Huh. But what I'm trying to tell you is right now he's doing some serious acting. He is a hurt priest who's seen murders. Who's... But look, see he touched ah. right. It burnt him. Don't touch me with that priest. And uh, then she sees, boom, back to normal. He's the devil, right? Yes. Now, check this out, Mike. The devil voice is really the director, Paul Schrader's wife. Wife's rock band or just voice? Yeah, right. Mary Beth Hurt, Paul Schrader's wife, does the uncredited oh. voice of Chi-Chi. Now, I know why, Mike. They were in that editing room with only 35 grand, and they were like, Billy sounds <laughs> Billy, we need something. And they said, so what are you doing this afternoon? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Would you Can come you go to the sound booth for Daily Devil? Sure. Okay, Ed Cut. Great, honey. That'll be 3400 Give me $3,500 for that. So I'm when the first time that – Satan speaks. He says, I am perfection. And I'm going to play it. And you'll hear, okay. you really can't tell it's a female voice. You really can't. Your mind never doesn't think it's Chi-Chi. When you say Mary Beth Hurt, it's the actress, right? I don't know. I didn't research it. It's the yeah. wife of Paul Schrader. Mary Beth Hurt, is that an actress? No. Yeah, I mean, it's ringing a bell. Yeah. I, well, I can't tell anybody from here, so I don't know. Well, I would yeah. Google it if I cared. Okay. Here, let me do it. Does the dog die? Die. <laughs> Does Lucifer die? No. No. Mary Beth Hurt, American actress. Aha! Interiors, according to, world according to Garp, six degrees of separation. Oh. All right. World according to Garp. I mm. wonder if she was the wife. So. Um, you know what my favorite movie was during summer camp? The yeah. World According to Gorp. Good old <laughs> Raisins of Penis. Yeah, you're doing a, yeah. a hike, some chocolate chip. Some okay. bug juice. Essentially right now, Paul, a reverend Father Francis is saying, he's possessed by the devil. And Father Marin is like, come on, dude. Oh, <laughs> mumbo jumbo. Ex-Father Marin. His his forehead is burned. Did I hallucinate that? He goes, well, you know, it did burn. You know, there was 
resembles a cross. You know, so Father Marin, even though he's saying like this can't be real, he is listening. He's listening. You know, I mean, there are some yeah. inexplicable stuff here. But this and is the first time. Healing. Like this is the first time he's really kind of sensing the super experience the supernatural, other than those those creatures before him. I mean, the worst thing that happened was the Nazis. Yeah, deal with that. Uh, the Nazis right. movement is, is like that too. But it, you're right. It wasn't supernatural. When he saw the hyenas, okay, their eyes glowed red, but yeah, that doesn't right. mean. Yeah. So what I mean, Father there's... Francis is saying is, we got to baptize this guy. We got to baptize this guy right now before Satan gets his foothold in this guy. You know. But, yeah. And Father Marin is saying, are you kidding this volatile time with these tribesmen thinking Jesus Christ is evil and we're bad. We're going to take a hated, shunned man and baptize him? We're going to start a war! It's not that they don't know. It'd be like, can I borrow the swimming pool? Either. Any, any reason? Okay. No, well, no reason. Well, one that's reason. bad idea number one. Bad idea number two is Let's do it in the church that we unburied because they got. No, they're gonna baptize them in the devil church. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna baptize them in the devil church. The one that was buried after it's being built. Triple stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, we still have another chunk of this film. We gotta have something happen. So this Caleb Carr was hired to help rewrite this film. And he does, and then when he saw it, he was like, this is garbage. So mm. he was very vocal. Okay, now, like I told you before, Granville's not the kind of person who just goes around killing people. Something was possessing him or something. So now, um, Sergeant Major Harris is going to him, and Granville's all freaked out, and he's not behaving well. Because he's racked with guilt. And he says, I have a message for Baron. I know okay. what you've been going through for all these years. Let me put it on. World War II style. By the way, they say that so the British you... uniforms are all wrong. Just like they that. They weren't worn right. after the Second World War. All anyway, right. the internet knows that these, these outfits are bullshit. Oh, he's freaked out. Oh, and Sergeant Major. He goes, wait, wait, I got a message from Aaron. I need you to give Mr. Marin a message. Yeah. Oh. I am. And yeah. I know now how it's been for him all these years. Tell him there's no way out. Damn this movie! This fucking movie! <laughs> this is the third time I've seen a good woman get shot at. I've seen the actual suicide, I've seen a Nazi shoot a woman's head, and then I've seen a Brit shoot. Yeah. That wasn't even the same Brit! Like, no, if, if the Brit who shot a child in a movie put the gun well, to the head, I'll be like, out of guilt. Uh -huh. He killed himself out of guilt. Now, Major Granville, if you look at all his credits, his name is Julian Wadham, and it's all English. It's all English, so I'm only going to tell you 
He was in this and he was in Dominion. He was uh -huh. in both Exorcist the Beginning and this one. And he no, was in the Iron Lady. He was in the English Patient. Oh. But well, English everything have a lot of else. What? English have a lot of patients. Everything else that he was ever in, it's like some English film we've never heard of. 